Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Turin Giants podcast, episode number 158. I am your new host who loves you, not quite most, not as much as Farhad, but I do love you nonetheless. I am Sam Adamo of the Cultural Podcast. You can get at me at Cultural Podcast. I'm joined by my two handsome and powerful guests, Matt Cocoluto and Giovanni, last name anonymous. How are you, gentlemen? Uh, you know, hanging in there, surviving. Giovanni, Good. how's it going, bud? Uh, we, you can get at Giovanni at Joe Turin Giants and Matt at Matt Coco with two C's on Twitter. We are at Turin Giants on Instagram and Twitter. We are also at UBET Podcast on Twitter. Check us out on all platforms, TurinGiants.com for apparel. If you uh, aren't so upset, Bianco Neri, that you would still like to go and um, and give and give us some money uh, or, 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 or put some money towards some UBET. Uh, some Juve attire. So again, TurinGiants.com, check it out. Claudio Marchisio is a fan. Uh, okay, boys. Um, 2 nothing. Derby d'Italia. Yesterday, we're recording this podcast on Monday, January 18th. A really tough match. Conte uh, went head-to-head against his former side, Andrea Pirlo. Arturo Vidal laced up in this match for Inter. A uh, really weird match for a couple of reasons, that being one of them. Those being one of the reasons, or a couple of the reasons. Um and we were uh, we were piss poor. What are your thoughts um, right now? How are you both feeling? And what are your immediate thoughts on the game? Which is going to be the focus of this podcast, of course, primarily. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It was as disappointing a result as we've had all year, and it was one of those games that leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Not not a whole lot of positives to take away from it. Um, mostly just negatives. So yeah, not feeling great, but uh, you know it is what it is. I'm gonna gonna we're gonna recap it a little bit, and then we're gonna move forward and look 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 to the future. Business is business. It is what it is. As long as we go in knowing what's what and who's who, we're uh, we're uh, we're we're good, right? That's that's what it that's what it is. Yeah, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I it's shit. Look, it's I don't know, man. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've as, as I've as I as I've gotten older, I I, I don't. You know, so some listeners are probably gonna scoff at that because I'm. But but as as I as I as I've gotten older, I've I've I I I don't I don't get as emotional about it. You know, I I I I'm just I just it still feels like somebody died. You know, this it feels like a post mortem in a lot of, in a lot of respects. But I I'm not I'm not as livid about it as I used to be. You know, I, I kind of shrug my shoulders now and just say, well, you know, I guess we I guess we got to see the shit out and see what happens. And for now, it is what it then is. Imagine, I, I hate that expression. Then imagine how you're gonna feel once you get to my age and really not caring. Well, what are things like at your age? Well, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm sure listeners want to hear right now from a host of a UBET of a, of a of 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 one of the of, I mean, one of the most popular UBET podcasts just, in in the English language. Mean, what, what, how you don't care? What, what are you like, gonna uh, do? Like, yeah. look, if if you are a neutral, right, uh, like an educated neutral that follow the Serie A, the game is a toss up because it always is a toss up when these two teams come to play, but. But um, Inter has been a little bit more consistent in terms of performance, like in terms of um, playing as a team. Um, maybe it's not reflected in some of their performances. Not lovely, so, but you know, exactly. The, the tide was with us. Uh, That's the thing. You know, it, it, you know but, but just to look at the result on paper, on paper, is not as bad as it feels, but it's a it's a bad loss because it 
you know, last last time we spoke, we talked about consistency and we talked about stringing together good games with results, but also with good performances. And you know, it just, just undermines that and it undercuts the results. And and I think it's just um it's just bad. It's 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 um it's um it's a loss that's even worse than the zero points that you get on the table because you now you have a microscope, right? You know, you're under a lens, right? You're under a lens, the media, yourself, right? I mean, Pirlo is, if I, if I were to, if I were Pirlo, I'd be, I'd, I'd really take a critical look at what I'm doing, right? Like there's, there's a, there has to be a balance between putting the results and trying to implement, you know, your style of play the uh, the management needs to look at glaring issues and not try to patch them anymore. At some point, there has to be some very tough decisions from a personnel standpoint, and it will have an impact. It will it will have serious impact. Right. Well, so, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm coming at it. Right. It's it's a, it's a very bad loss, although on paper it doesn't count us out. It's not. It's definitely not good. Well, why don't we talk about what those what those critical what those critical issues are? You just you 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 kind of just touched on critical issues. And by the way, I agree. I agree that it's probably a lot worse off paper than it is on paper because we're still in the hunt. But uh, it feels like morale is going to take a hit, and there's a lot of pressure now. One to win the return game, two to win every single big match that we have now against top opponents. Namely, Napoli coming up very soon. Actually, we we have Napoli in the Supercoppa in 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 midweek, but we're playing them again in the Lega in the redo um, after they made us fucking show up to the to the stadium and 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 warm up for nothing a few months ago. But there's a lot of pressure on us now to be perfect going going down the stretch. And again, the the psychological pressure of 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 just having a little bit of more of a focus on you, I think is very bad uh, or could bode very badly. I should say it could bode very badly. It's not necessarily bad, but it could bode badly. You know, you got to think that if we won yesterday, I think we would have had a little bit more leeway. We could have drawn a fucking Verona, you know, again, it wouldn't have been a good result, but I think we may not have been up in arms about it. Now you draw a game against a team that you should beat. And people are rioting. You know, people are scared. People are freaking out. Maybe the players psychologically are gonna are gonna struggle to 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 to, to close out matches in the event that it's a little bit tough. And you know, it's 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 not it's not an easy game. And uh, you're really you know you, you really got to go after it. But I don't know. It's, we we we've discussed on this pod before how psychological pressure can affect players. We don't know. We don't know how how we don't know how a lack of confidence could affect them going forward. Now, again, it depends really on how Pirlo manages the morale now. You know, because how you manage the dressing room and how you manage tactics are two very different things. And we're going to talk about. You know, we're definitely going to talk about the latter. Um, to that effect, Matt, um, what, what sort of critical issues did you see in the match, which uh, Giovanni kind of alluded to? There are some glaring things that I think we all can observe, but I want to hear your take. 
Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it's going to be what we talked about last week, the midfield. There's no true playmaker, um, and that was evident. The midfield got completely run through. There was n- you couldn't They couldn't string passes together to connect the, the attack, so they had to go to the wings when possible, and that wasn't really producing any results either. And then the other big hole was the, the left-back situation. I mean, I like Fabata. I, like, I think he's a good, promising young player. Meh. Is he the guy I want to start? No. No. And you know what? The, the 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 whole the whole the whole doctrine of Pirlo play right now is to force it through the wing. So it's not even like it's a it's not even like it's a like it's a like it's a forced thing where like we're trying to play through the middle and we're not able to do it, so we're forced through the wings. It's almost like it's 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 almost like Plan A, and Conte was well aware of it, and they were happy to sit back and absorb it. That, they, that, they, had, they had no issues with it whatsoever. And Conte, by the way, ate Pirlo for lunch in that regard. That was that's the, the, that's one thing that stands out as well the game plan came in and you could tell that Inter just their game plan was better and there was no adjustment on the fly really for Juve. Uh, I mean, props to Hakimi and Barella. They're both fantastic players and they were just causing all sorts of fits. And when you have a guy like Fabata, who's pretty much untested in these big games as your starter, you know, he was mis- He was, he was under, under, undermatched. I mean, he could, whatever, mismatched, whatever the phrase is. Um, he had no answer for, for Hakimi and you had to see, you saw Ramsey having to play more support and defense, which is not his position. Um, no. And so it just led to no consistency going forward. It just led to them passing the ball back, back and forth around the defense. And when you can't connect to the attack, how are you going to score goals? I mean, there was just no creative opportunities going on. We had what one good shot on net in the first half and that was Rabiot's and then one in the second half with Chiesa. I mean, look. Yeah, you're, you're Giovanni. Uh, take take it take it away. I have a couple of points I wanted to kind of go back on what Matt said, but I want you to I want you to kind of give your take as well. No, I mean, look, it, it's just I can say this, right? It just it just didn't strike me as a Juve game, right? So even maybe worse than a few of the other games that we've seen this year, where we just played bad, right? Like, um, you know, against Fiorentina, we, well, let's say, you know, Cuadrado had that red card, but then we kind of, you know, we, it's just, you know, you lost, right? We, right. at least you tried here, we just didn't show up. And- Well, it was a, it was a masterclass. How by much Col- is that? Into the masterclass. Well, I don't know how much of it, but that's what I'm, that's the point I'm trying you know to make. I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if I can equate it to a masterclass by Conte and just out maneuvering. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to boil it down to that. I can say that Conte made uh, the perfect game, right? Um, and it, the way that he set up his team and the way that his team played and the way that they focused led to the result that we saw. So I think we can all agree on that. But I, to me, I, I got so little from the players that I can't really finger what the issue is. Is this similar starting lineup produced really, really good performances, um, right? So, so that's that's what leaves me a little bit dumbfounded. But one thing I can one thing I can say that have been constant issues through 
the season so far. Chiellini, this has to be his last season. You know, I, I, um, a few minutes ago, I talked about hard decisions. Let's start talking about hard decisions. To me, Chiellini, that's it. This, this season is done. And it has to stay, that, and it sucks. But he's not been, he's just not been consistent with, you know, his fitness and injuries. I think it's done, right? Maybe just take, take a role in management, right? Be, be the next Nedved in five years, right? Bring in fresh ideas. Bonucci, Bonucci, you got to go, you know, figure out a deal with Pep Guardiola if Pep still wants him, but Bonucci's too much of a liability in defense. Nobody wants him anymore. That's that's not that's that that ship has sailed. Here. Yeah. And no. and yeah, because on that second goal, he he granted Bastoni hit the ball as as perfectly. If you if you paid them, if you told him to do it a hundred times, he would get it wrong ninety-nine. But he set up that perfect pass, but Bonucci didn't defend it well. He was too far up. And the line of the defenders were not, <clears throat> you know, they weren't even. And so there's that, there's that big gap. And, you know, we took a goal. So Bonucci's just, I'm sorry, he's not an elite defender. And, and it's showing that whatever playmaking ability he has, it's not, it's not worth it. And then the midfield, uh, we have to make decisions. The midfield, too, like Bet and Kuhn, He's not been consistent. Rabiot, not been consistent. Arthur, we saw very little. So why do I need to have three of these, these guys when I would rather have one Lacatelli or one Barella and then we go on, right? Like at this point, like that's the biggest issue. If we had a better midfield, maybe we don't, We're not we don't get destroyed right there. Because that was at the end of the day, that was that was it. Like if you can't connect and build up the play to for your top weapons, Ronaldo and Murata. And you can't stop the other side's midfield, right? It's as if they're playing 12 versus 11. Then you got to do something on, on the transfer market. So I, that's, that's all I have to say. And, you know, it's, it's, not even, it's not even an issue of them being inconsistent. It's an issue of them being non-existent at times or just completely ineffective. Um, it's 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 I think it, I think it's really a question of them not being able to have any impact at all. They've not been impactful whatsoever. Look, but but we're saying two different things here then because the game against Milan, we said that they were very effective. It was a great game. You know, everybody was you know really behind this team and no. uh, and and now it's the opposite. It can't you know we can't. That's have the easy thing to. Sweets, that's the easy thing to say, right? You, you lose, you you get mad, you win, you you you're happy and you praise them. I, I get it, but on the on the on the evidence of the the aggregate of the season so far, can you really say that they've been effective? I think you can. I think you really can't say that. You know. Well, I, did, I mean that's why I said like we still have one game in hand. And that's why I said on paper, it's not so necessarily a, a bad, bad, bad situation to be in. The problem is this, it's not about the great games and it's not about the super poor games, but it's about playing consistently and making points where you gotta make points. And we've all come to the realization that this season, at least the top teams have Close that gap with Juventus. So, or we've taken a couple when, steps back. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way, right? 
restart the season, you, you don't lose those points against Crotone, you don't lose those points against Verona, you don't lose the points that you, sh- you, you, you like against Lazio, right? And all of a sudden, this loss is not that big of a deal, right? We're telling another stories. That's why simple results don't, without context, without perspective, don't tell you a story, right? So that's why I'm saying, again, if we cannot get consistency, we cannot get results and we will not win anything this season. However, at some point, like we have to, we have to be realistic. What is the issue in us not being consistent? Is it a personnel problem? Is it a coaching problem? Is it a combination of both? Is it just the players just not playing, right? And then at that point, there's nothing you can do. If as a coach, you can't motivate them. And if as players, they don't have the quality. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's a combination of the two. Um, But, you know, it's not Pirlo's fault that that there was a huge gap for Bastoni to exploit and make a make, make a no, two line make was, a two line pass uh, to to send. That was Bonucci's him. fault. Yes. Well, exactly. You know, so and that's the thing. Managers always get stick, but uh, you you can't blame him for that one particular play, and that was the dagger. I think what you can blame Pirlo for is just the uninspired, the un the generally uninspired nature of the squad in the match. You know, and arguably the inconsistent, the inconsistent nature of our gameplay over the course of the season, because as you know, as I, the way I've seen it, it's basically been two steps forward, three steps back. We haven't really been able to string a slew of games together over a long period of time where we really get into our mojo. If we had won this game, we might've been close, you know, at that point, I think we discussed last time about how it was crucial that we beat Inter and that we win these big games the games against Napoli again, we uh, we this is kind of a side note now. I mean, it feels like it's been so long ago, but we we you know we stumbled we stumbled to a win in the Copa last week against Genoa and needed and needed extra time to do so. Um, I mean, so but, did so did all, even, all of the other but, top right, teams right, stuff, right, right, right. But 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 even but even then, I'm saying all the you know all the all the all the all the hobbling you know to to, to results. That 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 we might have had in recent weeks, I think, go out the window if you consistently win. You know what I mean? You don't. Yes, it's nice to win convincingly, to win by a lot, or to win in a dominant fashion. But as long as you're winning consistently, above all else, I think that that breeds confidence. It does. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're not in a position where we can breed said confidence. Listen, it'll be interesting to see how we bounce back on Wednesday in the Supercoppa against Napoli because as much as a lot of people think it's a glorified friendly, I don't want to lose to Napoli in that game. We're just be, be, because, you know, if not, for the, if not for the fact that I'm going to have to see all of Naples and, and, and all of their fans just, just explode and, and see, see, see fireworks over Naples for having won a fucking Supercoppa one-off trophy. But, you know, it's still a trophy that we should be, that we should be big dicking them in, right? Um, yeah. Right? So, so... The players are obviously frustrated about it, but you know they're professionals. They got to move on. It'll be interesting to see how Pirlo can get them to bounce back. I just don't know going forward if 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 I feel confident enough with 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 the with the way that things have gone. I want to talk about um, something that Matt brought up though, and you touched on it as well very briefly, Giovanni. You talked about uh, Matt. You talked about Barella, and you talked about Hakimi. Well, you know, let's not forget. We were linked to both players, and Inter beat us to both. They beat us to both. 
last year we were linked to Barella, and this year we were linked to Hakimi, and out of nowhere, boom, he went to Inter, and uh, was. I mean, I, I think I think most people the world over agreed that it was a fantastic signing. He was one of the. You know, he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best wing backs in the world. Okay, you don't get Hakimi if you want to get Keza because you've made the decision from a tactic standpoint that you different want, players have very Keza different than Hakimi. So that's number one. I'm, I'm You're probably on, right, but, I can, but they're different players. Oh, but I like can agree with you. But here's how I can. Um, I'm not gonna use the word justify. That's not the word. That's not the correct word. That's not. That's what I'm looking for. But this is the way I can maybe use some deductive reasoning to say you went for a Rabio versus a um, Barella, right? It's just that Rabio costs you zero. But well, we got him because he's free. We got him because he's free. Barilla, and, and Barella costs you forty, although yeah. you're paying yeah. Barella in, in two million and Rabio right. seven. So. But Inter outbid us for him. They beat It's not a question. Look, can we? Can, let's let's put this so like, like the Juventus has got more financial power than than Inter. So if Juventus really wants a player, Inter can do fuck all about it. So let's. The, there's no there's no dancing. This, this is very clear. It's like one plus one equals two. If Juventus wants a player, they will buy him. That's it. The issue is that, for whatever reason, Paratici, Nedved, whoever said, Rabiot has, is better than Parallel. Boom. And there you have a personnel selection issue. Right? But then again, I, I don't know. Maybe starting in February, Rabiot decides to have a, a, a new spring, and he's just he just kills it. I don't know. But that's know, what man. I'm saying. These guys... They're not, I'm sorry, these professionals need to act like professionals. You need to be able to up your game and do better and be consistent about it. Plain and simple. I, I think him has to be better and cool. Yeah. If not, you're, cha -cha. You're, you're not you're not wrong that you're not wrong that personnel and selection is obviously the issue there, but I also think that it's not a it, it, it could be a question of money. It could be a question of us saying, listen, we're not spending above X amount for this particular player. So basically whatever they rated him was wasn't 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 in the uh you know in the amount that was being demanded but one one thing that we've seen over the past year and a half is that he's been possibly the best italian defender in the league and he might wind up being their captain there are rumors now going about today and he's the type of player with the dynamism that we're lacking right now that's that's all it's frustrating it's and it's easy the, the take is right in front of us right i mean the guy yes. scored, the guy scored a goal against us and 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 yes and i can agree with that you know, and, and that was the biggest and we're issue. lacking midfield, uh, midfield, the midfield dynamism. Midfield, midfield moved like there were a, you know, 2006 Prius and Inter was a Ferrari. That's the problem. It's just too slow. And I just, you can't do it. You can't do it, you know. 2021 type of football, modern football. You got to be quicker. It's like Bentancur is moving in molasses. No, too slow. That's it. Look, let's let's um, let's defer to some stats here. We're gonna check the statistics here and and go back to 2015-16, courtesy of uh, the good the good the good uh, the good folks at IFTV. <clears throat> Excuse me, the good folks at IFTV. If you recall, back in 2015-16. We had a tough year under Max Allegri. It was his second year, and we wound up winning the title because we 
really rallied back in the return leg, uh, the return fixtures, I should say, um, pretty much down the stretch against virtually every opponent that we faced. But we started off the year terribly, and I think we were down to 16th, 17th, and just above relegation, just above the relegation zone, like five games in. Again, we weren't fighting relegation, but we were really, we were really in a position where we had a lot of ground to make up. Well, after 17 games, which is the number of games that we've currently played, Pirlo and Allegri actually had the same number of points. Allegri had more wins, but he also had more losses. So we've drawn more games than, than, than Allegri did that year. But same number of points. We wound up winning the title. The difference for me is... So, so, so listen, I think that the reason it's important to bring that up is because it is crucial to remember that this isn't over and we have a game in hand on a couple of other sides atop the table. And if we win said game in hand against Napoli, which is a big if, but if we do win it, we're within four points of Minter, we're within, I believe, seven points of Milan. We're playing Milan again a second time. They could they could struggle a little bit more down the stretch the second half of the season. Uh, they lose two games and they're out of the race, right? So it's not preposterous to suggest that we're still in the race. But then the flip side and Matt, I want you to talk about this here. There's your eyes. Your eyes don't deceive you. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if you remember, but in 2015-16, I was never nervous. I was never nervous. Maybe I was naive. I don't know. But I wasn't really worried because I was looking at the games we were playing. I was like, God, ah, it's fine. We have time. Look at the players we have. Look at the way I look at these playing. I like the swagger that we have. It feels like it's coming. We feel unlucky. This year, it doesn't feel that way. It feels fundamentally problematic. Am I wrong? Do you agree? No, I think... I think- there is something missing from this team. And that's what, what bothers us. I think that's what's getting to every one of us is that we watch this and we, we're waiting for something to kick in, whether it's the consistency, the big wins, whether it's one of the midfielders between Pentenko and Robbie have to step up and finally be a good player or be a consistent player. And it just hasn't been there. And, that, and it just seems like there is something missing. Now, I'm not convinced yet. Like most people, like I'm not convinced that this is the the funeral that we everybody you know wear black and put and you know burn an effigy because Juve's dead. But it does feel this loss feels so so hard on us because it was you know the first we were coming in with a, with a little bit of swagger and this was kind of that wake up that realization like okay we're not we're not back to where we where we expect us to be and that is dominating and maybe we've become too complacent to used to, to rolling over teams. And like you said, Serie A has gotten better. The teams have improved and this is what it's going to be. Like we're going to have to grind out fights, but we need to see that grind come. You know, we need to see people actually step up and fight. Yeah. And in the midfield, especially there hasn't been much fight now, obviously biased McKinney was awesome when he came on and he's been great. Um, and he's shown to have that Grinta that we've been missing yeah, in the midfield. <laughs> so Start him. Start him. I don't know why he didn't start. And neither An injury. Was, I mean, I, I know he was injured, came off injured in the game uh, last week. But when he came on, he looked great. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe they were nursing it, I guess. But look, I, I, I think I think I'd be I'd be willing to I'd be willing to sacrifice pragmatism for flair. You know, modern football, modern attacking, fluidity, right? Fluidity. I would, I would, I would, I would sacrifice pragmatism in, in favor of attractive football that, that, um, 
utilizes the creative players that we have because we do have a lot of very technically gifted creative especially attacking players and even the midfield players that we have are are technical players they're not necessarily grinta guys i think you have mckenny who who's a little bit more of an engine and the three guys who we've also who we've also kind of pointed out as having um not stepped up to the plate on a consistent basis this year artur bentancur and rabio i think are all a little bit more a little bit more technically gifted right you know what i mean so i'd I'd be willing to sacrifice pragmatism that Conte's side has, by the way, in 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 favor of in favor of beautiful football. Um, and I'd be willing to sacrifice beautiful football in favor of pragmatism, which is what Conte's side displayed uh, yesterday. They didn't. I mean, I, I'm sure if you were an Inter fan, you would not to say they played an ugly game, uh, but it wasn't. You know, they weren't. They, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't looking like a pep side. They 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 did what they had to do. They had a game plan that they wanted to stick to, and they stuck to it. And I think with Pirlo right now, and I want to know what both of you guys think of this. I don't know if this is going to resonate, but I've got the feeling that we're kind of not even caught in the middle. I think we're caught nowhere. You know what I mean? I don't feel like we're playing a a modern, fluid style of football. That's gonna. You're not seeing it enough. No, That's but 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 I but I don't know that it, I've ever really. Seen it's it not consistently. I consistently. No, because you know? I mean, if I listen, because if I listen correctly to what you're saying, I felt yeah. like it's it became a circular argument because you're saying you want to, you know. I'd be okay with one in favor of the other, but it feels like right now there is neither. I was going to wrap up by saying... I, I agree, and that's because we're not seeing consistency, right? Like, so... If your if football is beautiful for the sake of being beautiful, then... And you lose. Not sarrismo. Not, yeah, not sarrismo. I'm not I saying... We were playing dominant football. You know, that's, that's what I mean. We were... That, that, you know, Allegri isn't necessarily someone who's an ideologue who thinks the game needs to be played a certain way. That's not, that's not what I'm referring to. I just mean... This, it, when I watch the games, I want I want to be able to say, okay, I, I, feel, I feel like this is either soul-suckingly boring, but we're winning games, or we are... You know, it's 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 a it's a little bit it's a little bit you know it's it's not it's not necessarily um, sacrificing appearances in favor of results, but it's kind of a it's kind of a combination of the two whereby you're just you're just blitzing because the team dominant. is just not figured out whether they're fish or foul, and they need to make up their mind and they need to play consistently because well, that comes me, down to the coach. Then that comes to down me, to, the coach. to me, they I I can see the potential. I, you can see it. But it's like, it's like when you're trying to work in a car and you try to turn on the engine, right? And there's an issue because that's, that's a terrible engine sound. But anyways, but you know what I mean? It, yeah, it I know turns. what you're saying. It turns, but it doesn't, it doesn't turn on. That's what's been happening for five months now. And I think some people are fed up. So again, the problem, and, and, and what's worse, and what I think people are very frustrated about it, is, is that you can't put your finger on it. It's not as if, like, um, you have awesome players and you can't do shit with them, right? You've seen them. You, you went and you beat Barcelona. But, but let's be honest, you know, Barcelona maybe wasn't the best, but you went to San Siro and you beat Milan. 
top of the league, right? So it's not as if you can't you can't perform when you need to perform. It's just that you, you're not doing it enough. Like, I, and, and at some point, like you, you just again, you just got to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. Or as fans, we just close the chapter on the season 2020-2021. But then we, you know, we set high expectations and Juventus needs to set high expectations because I'll tell you what, in this type of football in the modern era, you can't, as a big team like Juventus, you can't miss more than one season. Otherwise it kills, it kills your payroll and it kills your, it just, it, it makes it nearly impossible to keep all these superstars rostered. So that's that's the only that's 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 to me that's like the main 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 issue and drawback. If you you can lose one season, but you gotta you gotta you gotta pick back up the next time. Just like we see in Germany with Bayern, they might lose one season, but then they'll make a run for another six. Listen, I think I, I, we've been spoiled. Most people there's enough Juventus fans that have not seen Juventus lose a Scudetto. Yeah, and that's fine, but let's but let's let you know let, let let's go down swinging, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that we should hope it happens. I can agree with that because because yes. we're, we're in we're in the we're, we're this is the season we're in. All we can do is focus on winning this season, you know. If eventually it doesn't happen, okay, fair, fine, but uh, you know, all we could do is discuss what's going on, what we're seeing in front of us, and I I think. If, if we recall what happened in 2015-16, everything was kind of culminating in that Napoli game when Zadza scored a very lucky late goal. Um, I think it deflected off of, was it Albiol? Um, yeah, I think so. Or whatever. And it felt like we were building up to that point. Today, you know, uh, you know, today, here we are a day after, a day after what was probably the biggest game of the season this year. And we just didn't do it. You know, we did, we did it, we did it five years ago and this year we did it. Maybe it's as simple as that. You know, we felt like we had been building up to it. We had won a few games on the bounce and maybe a win, to, maybe a win uh, against a struggling Inter side, you know, making Antonio Conte cry and making him go off the deep end. Maybe that would have been fantastic. You know, and we would have been able to egg on Inter, Inter, Inter fans who were now apparently going to copy us and rebrand and drop, the FC <laughs> moniker and, and I heard yeah, what's what's up with that? I wonder uh, if they moved up the rebranding till right after the win in this game. I and I wonder if they would have pushed hey, it back if they would. Can you imagine if they had lost and announced the rebrand the next day? It would have been too much to bear. Yeah, you're not no, wrong. And it makes sense. Yeah, and so but you know, I mean, we all. And we, we would have had Arturo Vidal. We would have had a visual of Arturo Vidal kissing the badge before losing to us. I mean, that would have been fantastic. Instead. Yeah. Here we are, you know, with a visual of Andrea Pirlo laughing with Arturo Vidal after the game. And um, three, three, points, three points further behind the A-ball than what was a six-point game in a derby. And, you know, now we, now we got to be perfect pretty much until the next Derby d'Italia. That's what I think. So come, come late April, May, that's when, I, that's when I presume we're playing Inter next. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to have been flawless up to that point. We're going to gonna have to, we're gonna have to basically exercise these demons, man. Because look, People learn. Let's give Pirlo a chance. It's his first year as a manager. So far, he hasn't proven himself to be a very competent manager. Not yet. Um, he may. He may not. He may not at all. Maybe he's not a competent manager. Let's give him a chance. You know, he's still in it. But uh, let's see if he learns. And if he, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he abandons his philosophy, or if he sticks to it and he kind of, you know, and he, and he sticks to his guns. We've seen, we've seen coaches live and die by the sword and. 
sometimes they really pay the price for it. I think of Fabio Liverani who got fired by fired by Lecce. Uh, no, sorry, I think he actually got Lecce relegated. I think he might have gotten poached uh, by Parma. I don't even think he got proper fired by Lecce after he effectively <laughs> relegated them um, last year. And you know he, he he stuck to his guns again now. And Parma struggled all throughout the year, and he got fired a week ago. You know it's. We, we've seen managers do it. Some some managers are very stubborn. He seems like a calm guy. He probably thinks, ah, you know what? I'm not very phased by all this shit. I'm used to, I'm used to criticism and commentary as a pl- for my time as a player. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just better equipped. Uh, he's better equipped for that sort of thing in terms of, you know, not swaying with pressure. And maybe that'll be the death of him. Maybe that'll be the genius oh, of him. Ex- okay. Exactly. Like, like so like, here's the thing. Like everything, you know, what's that saying in English? Um, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So, right, like he could stick to his guns and then all of a sudden they start clicking or what type of a coach are you, right? Let's say you get to the point where you're like, this is the typical point, either something changes and maybe it's on me or this team is not going to get the results. And it's funny because you bring up um, like a, like the statistic with Allegri and Allegri is the most is kind of opposite, you know, as you said, he doesn't stick to his guns. And we saw uh, years in which Juventus started the season poorly and then one change happened and <clears throat> you've got like, um, you've got like a string of successes. And hopefully, I don't know, hopefully if we see that, if, if rather I should say, hopefully if Pirlo realizes that the problem is maybe something that he can change to better put this team and this roster in the best position to perform. Then I say, do it, right? Um, that's that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that needs to, is kind of, I mean, it's obviously going to work against us. We have a new manager, we do, and we just had a new manager last year. So now we're, we're going in two separate years of new managers. There was no off season. I don't want to make excuses for Pirlo because, you know, that's it's he's like he, if you're a manager, you're supposed to be able to to manage, right? You're supposed to be able to come in and manage the top level if you, if yeah, if that's what you're you're up to. But if you look at the teams at the top of the table, Milan and Inter both have coaches that have now have a, a set system and are playing really well together. Veteran coaches too. Exactly, veteran coaches. Veteran coaches. We've been around for a bit. Now I obviously have some. We, I mean, most of us probably have our feelings towards Conte and how he is as a manager and what, what he'll ultimately deliver or not. And we, but we all know that he is very good in the league. When you give him, you know, time to prepare on a Sunday or a Saturday or Sunday, he usually prepares really well. You kidding me? He conspires to, to, to have no other midweek football and, <laughs> and, and crashes out of Europe every, every chance he gets. Exactly. So, so you know, with Inter, they're going to be in the fight this whole year because they have a team that's now, to Conte's liking, and Definitely. he's good at winning league titles. Now, for Juve, that, that means they're coming in already with a new manager that, that's disadvantaging them to the point that is, I mean, we have great players. We're not, there's no, no one's saying out here that Juve's talent isn't there. So, and when you look at this loss exactly, specifically, I think the onus falls on Pirlo, and it's going to be how quickly can he adapt his. Maybe, maybe he doesn't have to adapt his game style too much, but he definitely needs to get his motivation in, in line for next week or for Wednesday. Cause even though I have my, my feelings towards the super Copa as a mid, as a mid year thing versus the beginning of the season, 
Now I actually think it's a very important win just as a statement to say we are still Juve and he's going to have to get the players motivated. And then you have to finish off January winning uh, your league matches because you yeah. can't, you just can't drop any points for the remainder of January. And I believe, you know, that we're facing what it's like Bologna and Sampdoria. It's, it's the big games, man. It's the big games that are really get, that are, that are, that are, that are really getting me right now. You know, the, 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 the fact, the fact that we, and, and big, big game is an arbitrary term, but we know, we know who the teams, we know who the big guys are the guys who are always kind of in the hunt for the top few spots, you know? Yeah. So, well, we haven't beaten, we, 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 we drew, we drew, Roma, we drew Roma, Lazio, we drew Atalanta, we, we drew play, Lazio, we didn't play Napoli and we beat Milan. And that's like, so we have one win to look Correct. at of the top yeah. teams. So, yeah. So, so, so look, um, we got to look forward now. There's nothing more we could do. I think we've analyzed the game enough. I think we've, I think we've kind of expressed where our minds are at. It'll be interesting to see looking back at the end of the year, what this, what this, this game winds up meaning. I wonder if it'll be a turning point, you know, and we'll say, oh, you know what? Great. We wound up really shaping up. Maybe we don't win the title, but maybe we really fucking shape up and, 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 and maybe we have a bit more of an identity at the end of the year. And we'll look back and say, you know what? It was after that point that things turned for the better. Or maybe we'll look back at this as a point that, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of confirming what will be our bias, which is that, you know what, I don't think we're, I don't think we're with it. And I think it was very clear from that moment on that this team wasn't going to do anything. And maybe then we'll look at, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break down the whole squad player by player and say in, out, in, out. Um, I don't know. It feels like a crossroads. I don't want to be too dramatic, but it really does feel like it can be only that um, because, uh, well, we don't have much of a choice. We don't have much of a choice if we're, if we're going to have any success this season in the Lega. Um, we do have questions for Giovanni that I know we want to get to. There is one comment that I wanted to just kind of shout out first because, again, there is a lot of doom and gloom today. It's understandable. Um, I know, Matt, you were saying you don't quite want to, you know, uh, hold a funeral service yet, but uh, I, I know a lot of fans will want to, and I know a lot of fans are, are calling for Ronaldo's head. For uh, I've got a call. We got a comment here from Arthur. Um, not Arthur. Uh, not Arthur Mello. Oh, the um, midfielder Arthur, called in. That's crazy. Yeah. Arthur. Arthur on Twitter. He said not. He. He actually said he's not in the mood for questions. He said just wanted to congratulate us for doing an amazing job and thinking logically and not being desperate uh, about our current form. At the end of the day, it's all about mentality and keeping the head clear, which is a must for the future. Um. I, I guess he's right. You know, if they can keep a clear head and just move on, take it one game at a time, then then it's it's theoretically possible. And I I guess I guess I guess he appreciates our our uh, our very <laughs> our apparently our apparently uh, no 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 blinders no blinders approach to covering uh, to covering uh, to covering the season. So let, let, let's let's um, let, let's be clear. It's not over, but let's call a spade a spade. We've been inconsistent, and we haven't we haven't done enough to inspire confidence yet. And not in my opinion. I don't know about. Your esteemed opinions, but that's where that's where I think we've been. That's that's kind of I think the tone that we that we've been undertaking for for a few weeks now, and certainly uh, this pod. So. Yeah, well, if we had won yesterday, if we had won yesterday, Matt, I mean, my head would have been wouldn't have fit through the course because because the the, the conversation <laughs> would have been there. So it's just it is funny. Of course, you mentioned like if you look go back last week, listen to that pod. We're so excited, so happy. So and today we're so down. It is it is like we'd have had leeway. We would have had leeway. We would have we would have we would have. <laughs> Would have derailed. We would have effectively derailed the Inter's title title challenge, at least in the in the short term. I mean, they would have been the ones having an identity of uh, an identity of self. 
Um, you know, so, so yeah, as you said, it is what it is. Man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Giovanni, uh, why don't we get to some questions on Twitter? Let's see what, to, see what the people, see what the Giovanotti have to, have to say, have to ask. Which, sure. by the way, uh, shout, out to, shout out to Giovanni again at Joter and Giants. Uh, follow, give him a follow. Shout out to Giovanni for just being super blunt and straight to the point. He just goes, any questions ahead of this week's pod? <laughs> this, no, 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 nothing like, recording tonight's super pumped. Matt's on the podcast again, second episode. For, no, just, just any questions. Super blunt. I saw that and I was like, I'm busy today. So. It was a big mood. It was a big mood today. All right, so I have the first question from I and I apologize for butchering your handle. It's C Stawiara, or just hit me up if if you want to correct me. But um, all right, so to the question specifically, which midfielders would you keep next season? Um, good question, right? That's um, I would say the only two that on on paper have been. Jesus Christ. Good. So McKenny and Ramsey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then everybody else, the you know, open season, right? If he Rabiot, Artur, Bentancur, will all all three leave? No, but I'm not gonna disagree with but that. I, but these are the only two that, that I would keep everybody else, you know, open yeah. season. If I if I had a little like, you know, line of keep on the fence and then get rid of McKenney's the only one that I'm hundred percent keeping Ramsey. He's on the fence. He's, he's in the yeah. category, but he's, he's, he could move closer to the, to the, on Buddy, the 31 pure plus Valenza. If we sell him, bah, he, he, he's not a keep for sure. He's, he's open market for sure. I That's agree. The, the, so, and then, then if you think about the salaries that they're all making, um, I, yeah, the other three, I, I, I think I, I once and Benton is back. Like he's, he's in the not keeps side right now, but if you pushed him closer to the fence, because he's still very young and he is, that's one that you could really be bitten in the ass from if, if, if you, if you, if you get rid of him now. And I don't think, I don't think it's realistic to assume he's that. really good when he yeah, has, he's had really good years and now he's, slow. he's very slow. So that's, he's that's like that to me. And what's that's, that's a, that's a big problem. If you can't make the ball, yeah, but he's not the end. He's not if you can't make the ball do the running for you and you can't run, then we got a big problem. Yeah, but in, he's not the engine. Football, so he, he's not that guy that's going to run a midfield himself. He's, but he's not going to run a midfield himself. We've, no, but we've seen him in different midfield setups where it's worked, right? So let, let's go off the assumption that it's there's still something there. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, you know that's the it thing. It, it worked in Sari's midfield where what was asked of him was to connect the passes and, and make good passes. But the problem is this. Right now, he is too slow with, for the gameplay that we have. So, he either picks up the speed, he makes the ball move quick, quicker, right? Because he doesn't have a shot. So, what do you like? Why are we keeping him? Yeah. Like he's like, as I see a, him doing really well in in twenty twenty. To me, is it what what kills me, right? And what really frustrated me, and has been frustrating me again all season, is that we can't, we don't have a player that has enough confidence to be able to shoot from outside the box and i'm sorry but we don't have enough midfielders that have you know any shooting skills to shoot outside the box rabio maybe maybe here we go here we go again Benton Cook cannot shoot at all Benton Cook cannot shoot at all and to me as a as a midfielder in 2021 that is a problem 
Yeah, we've been talking about this for uh, for a while. You're dead on. I agree. I mean, of course, if, if you discount Juan Cuadrado, who's very confident to take shots, any chance he gets, um, had to get a little jab in after after you guys, by the way, emphatically emphatically ruled in favor of Giovanni last week on Twitter. Uh, after Farhad ran the poll, um, is has Cuadrado been? instrumental in our success this season something which only i think is exacerbated by the fact he was absent uh he was absent on the weekend and we uh and we uh and we and we, and we got smoked in the biggest game of the year uh, although I, I i take exception to the the phrasing there and the implication that we've had any success at all this year but uh yeah giovanni giovanni won sam nil um yeah man i don't know let's uh let, 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 let's uh, let's let's give it a little more time before we kind of decide what the verdict on the season is for our midfielders. But I'm I'm not mad at either of your responses. I think you both I think you guys both made good points. Um, second question from uh, Twitter, Joe. Okay. Um, let's this rock and roll. Person's this person's handle is a. You just say their name. You don't have to read the whole handle. Like you could just say you could just say I, what it, their it's name not is. Not very long. It's well. It's full stop. Like the the. The symbol, like a dot. So, it's, yeah, it's, I'm I'll, actually. I'll just call this person. Full stop. No. All right. A period. The guy's just, named a period. It's at oh, B116H. Okay. Cool. Okay. And then sure. a period is. We've identified. We've identified the person's name. And his, um, name, his name. There's is clearly gaps. Period. Just. There's clearly gaps in between uh, midfield and defense, and any team can attack us through. Um, through the depth and score easily. Uh, should we go for three midfielders to secure the area? Uh, especially since our style is high press defense. I don't know, man. That's a good question, but that's not a question for me, right? Because <sighs> because even if you put three players in the midfield, right? Which technically you have the the guy that plays in the hole could drop him back, right? Ramsey, Dybala, whoever. If they're too slow and they can't tackle and restart the the, the play quickly, you know, I don't think it makes a difference. So, but anyways, I may be wrong. Maybe maybe that's the solution. Pirlo wakes up tomorrow or next week and is like, maybe we go with a, you know, three man midfield. Maybe maybe that's what it is, but. Unfortunately, I don't have I don't have a clear answer on this. Um, yeah. for, for, for me, for Sam. me, answer yeah, for me, answers yes. Um, I've been I've been advocating for for a while, and at this point, uh, I'm open to change. I'm open to changing something up and uh, seeing if it sticks. I would put Arthur um, behind the midfielders because I think he's technically strong enough on the ball and confident enough to actually carry it out a little bit from the back and make the and make the good first pass. Um, Play him alongside McKenny, who can kind of shield him a little bit, and then you know, I don't know, you 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 pick, you pick if you want Ramsey, uh, Ramsey Rabio or or, or Bentancur with him, because um, I think they're all a little bit more delicate, and and cer- certainly in the case, certainly in the case of Rabio and Ramsey, especially Ramsey, um, they get forward a little bit more. So sure, I'll I'll, I'll uh, I I'd advocate for it, but in a in a system where the three midfielders truly have dual responsibility which i don't think ramsey necessarily has right now not to the same extent that he would if he was in a quote-unquote traditional flat uh midfield three so yeah i'd give it a shot at this point um because i think because i'm fed up of fucking talking about how uh our midfielders don't shoot and how our midfielders aren't don't control the game and how they're inconsistent every single podcast so yeah sure for that reason alone i'm down for it 
Yeah, like yeah. I don't think we've seen. I don't think we've we haven't seen Atoa, McKinney, and Rabio together, have we? Or Bentonko, like the three of them. I, I think we've seen. They're certainly not for an extended period of time. I think we maybe. <clears throat> excuse me, just choking, <clears throat> choking over you. Um, like, like, think, uh, like us yesterday. There yeah, is. exactly. Metaphor. But I, I think, you know, we've maybe seen them once or twice or whatever. But, yeah, like let's get a few games of, of different combinations of the midfield. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, what you just described, that three-man back, three-man midfield and, like, so more of a traditional flat midfield. And especially with McKenney, who has the speed to kind of burst forward if you needed somebody to come then spot the attack. And I do They're all like, capable I, of bursting forward. That's the beauty of it. But I think, yeah, he, yeah you, that's, that's, yeah. And I agree with you. I think Artur, in the limited times he has played well, He's shown he can connect. He can kind of come out of the back and connect passes and dribble out and at least keep pressure. He can kind of absorb a little bit of pressure because he's so technically gifted. He's just been inconsistent. So maybe if we play him a little bit more, he'll get more consistent. So I don't know. I would have liked to seen him feature a little bit, but yeah, I think I'd, I'd be down trying anything. So you, 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 you got to think that you got to think that Archer's probably getting a little bit annoyed right now. Like you got to think he's, he's probably, he's probably, he's probably figuring when the hell am I going to get a slew of games here. It's difficult because currently we've got, you know, five midfielders and we play two, you know, um, two, two, two proper central midfielders, um, two pivots. So um, the, the, right, right off the bat, right off the bat, there are going to be games where, where one of them doesn't play at times, um, depending on who the sort of attacking midfielder in the hole is, um, be it Ramsey or Dybala. But, but look, I, 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 I think that confidence again, we get back to psychology. We get back to confidence, and we get back to, we get back to, uh, just, 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 just belief. Um, but I, I really, I really do feel that it's huge. It's so underestimated. It's so under. It's overlooked. I should say. It's, it's an under. It's an, it's an underappreciated facet of the game. He's in a new country. He's at a new club. He's probably, you know, he probably doesn't know a ton of people in the city beside his teammates. There's a fucking pandemic going on. He can't go out and enjoy the city. And all he's got is. You know, all he's doing is training and, and isolating and waiting waiting for matches. And fuck me, he hasn't really played that much. I'll bet you he's probably thinking, I haven't even had a fair shot yet. Because what else could he possibly be thinking right now? You know? Um, yeah. So, uh, Giovanni. Look, here's the problem, right? You guys, are, you guys asked. I don't think you asked the right question. You guys asked whether McKenny and Bentancourt and Arthur have been or Rabiot have been on the field together. They have. The problem is, the, 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 from what I interpreted the question of the, of, on Twitter, is a, is moving to a solid three-man midfield without, without a player in the hole. So whether that's 4-3-3 or 4-3-2-1 or whatever, Right? You're, you're, you're modifying everything. And you're also modifying specifically the way that, <clears throat> that Pirlo has been wanting to play all season. That's the issue. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. It goes in two ways. You either experiment it and you do it and you change it that way and then all of a sudden it works and it clicks and you consistently play successfully or... You're just undermining what you've been trying to drill to, on the, to the players for six yeah. months. But it feels naive for him to be to be super 
tied to a philosophy or a style right now because he hasn't been matching long enough. And that's where Allegri was good. Is he experimented and was able to say, okay, this isn't working. We'll try something else. That was why I think he always... You know why? It's not, it's not as if Allegri had superpowers. Allegri had experience. The problem with, with, with Pirlo is that, is that he doesn't know any better. This is, he, he, just has six, he just has six months. So even, even with that, like at what point, like I, I can understand if he hasn't switched yet. Allegri was like, let me try this. This doesn't work. Okay, let me try this other thing. So, um, anyways, yeah. So, I, 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 let's see. So, I, I mean, I don't have an answer. Maybe, maybe, maybe that this is the solution that then changes the, um, you know, changes the we'll season. We'll see. We'll see right? if he. We'll see how stubborn so, he is and uh, whether he sticks. Whether he sticks with what's been sporadically working and not working so uh, I have third question. one more question yeah. and then one comment that i think is worth just riffing i guess getting getting everybody's opinion so i'll just go to the question this is from worked up pod um considering ronaldo's age wages and form over the past six games should we really be looking to extend this contract or moving him on and reinvesting this massive wages into other areas of the team I am I, I myself, but as well, any professional working in a football club would not make a decision on Ronaldo based on the performance of six games. I no way. So just, yeah, we've talked about this. Didn't we? we talked about this last week. Like, no, yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah, it's, like, it's gonna keep coming up. But yeah, I, I, I get it. I get the frustration. But like he's what they he scored like. Some he scored what 40 something like 45 percent of, kind of our goals. goals, so yeah, like what do you want? You want to score 100 percent of our goals? Like, I, I get it, I he's very expensive, but he also brings in so much money, and I get yeah, the, it's, I, here's, here's he's the, the thing. Here's the thing he's, he's a competitive, so net positive. he's a competitive mother lover, he's a competitive mother lover. Okay, I've been told I swear too much on the podcast there. I caught myself, I was about to say something else, but he's really you know, he he's he's um, he's got he's got. He's got a very, he's got a very competitive mentality, and I think that he may not be willing to relinquish his role as the guy. But I think that would actually be an optimal solution. I actually, because because here's the thing, I wouldn't extend him now. I mean, what's what's the rush? His contract is up in a year, so finish this year, and then you start talking to him in the summer. You know, talk to George Mendes. We'll see how the season goes, and so on. But I also think I wouldn't worry about you know personally. I wouldn't worry about a six game stretch because he'll be good for. He'll be good for a six a six game stretch in which he scores, you know, thirteen goals. It'll happen, you yeah. know, or ten goals, whatever. You know, it, it it's 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 one thing. That's one thing with him is you can't count him out. He's it's not like he's unfit, you know. Yeah, Father Time is a bitch, but he's he's still he's still he he still takes very good care of himself, man. And I really think yeah, he's got all to offer. But the, no, especially now is you, you see players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic and a few others that Qualianella, you know, Qualianella, so and who's not that fit. That's it. Like athletes, athletes with recovery, and they're they're a lot more serious now than he's never had a serious injury. Ago. So, so you know, would. yeah, absolutely. So I think that's not that's less of an issue there. I think more than anything is, let's put it this way, right? If we want to be devil's advocate a little bit. Ideally, you make a change from Ronaldo if you know that the person to replace him can provide the same output, right? Whether it's less goals, but more ability to make the team play better and then generate the goals through other players. But right now, who, 
Who do you have? Who are you going to go get? It's not as if you sell Ronaldo and then you get money and then you go no, and invest it. Well, you, you let him go as a free agent and then you have a big hole. But you, you have to pay. But you um, drop his salary. You drop his salary. And I can think of a, I can think of a plethora of elite players who will be willing to come uh, you know, for the money. You got to still pay them. Correct. Yeah. You're not paying them 30 them. So million. Maybe you're not paying them. No, but who's... Yeah. Who, but maybe he's worth the thirty million. Question, now, you know, so who is an elite player as a striker that you go get now, and you know one hundred percent he will net you forty five percent of your goals. And Erling you Haaland have to no, and it, yes, but you don't have to you know. pay a transfer fee that's exorbitant and a salary that's exorbitant. They don't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so you're okay. you're right on that. So, so. So ideal, it's, it's, it, one may say, okay, Dybala is playing out of his mind. Kulusevski is playing out of his mind. And uh, Keza, same thing. All of a sudden, we have this, this amazing midfielder that came out of nowhere, McKenny, and everybody's firing. And all of a sudden, we actually beat the, the next elite midfielder that, 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 you that say, comes, yeah, that comes just, through. You know, at some point, maybe you sit back down and you, and you can have that thought without without really, you know, slapping yourself across the face and saying that was a stupid thought to you know, in the first place. But now, I'm sorry, I think it's just a silly thought. There is no guarantee. There's no guarantee in-house and there's too many risks outside. Right? It's going to keep coming up and we're going to keep hearing about it. And I, it's fair to think about because it is a, it is a concern. And the salary case to make. A- You're paying him a lot, man. You're, You're paying, paying him a lot. a lot. Exactly. But you, you can't go, you're not gonna be able to go get Holland because like you said the transfer fee like you, can you go get Mbappe no because like he's gonna want more money like, it's- buddy it's it's a zero sum at worst you pay him a lot but 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 people but you know but you know people people in people in Dubai and Riyadh are buying his jersey so so it's 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 there's this, a duality to it there, there really is a duality to it I would keep it I would I freaking extend him next year for another year or two if he said I'm willing to. To, to, to play as little as as and this is where I think because of his competitive edge he won't accept it but if he's if he's willing to relinquish his role you know as, as being a guy who always has to start and you've got him in your team you can still sell his jersey and he's still an asset you know who who, who who you've got in your arsenal maybe you know maybe you know same money maybe a little pay cut is that crazy I don't know Probably. He's not gonna take a pay cut, but um, name a team that would pay him that every, much. Well, Who else is gonna pay uh, him that much? Manchester United, Real Madrid at thirty nine. At thirty nine, I think PSG is the only one that I I could see him actually. PSG and United, one hundred percent. Let's see. Because United is more interested in making money. That's true. Otherwise, because if they were interested and focused, like uh, when they had Alex Ferguson, they, they'd be winning, but they've not. So um, with that being said, um, look, I, I think obviously he's getting older, and, but at the end of the day, with you want the, you want the best solution for yourself as a club and for him. So ideally, it's going to be a predetermined goodbye you're not gonna have something messy like no way no way what happened between ronaldo and real madrid and what happened last year with messi and barcelona so you will will publicize it you will do it the uva way you'll have a big party and whatever farewell and you move on 
knowing what you're lifting a Champions League trophy. Lifting a Champions League trophy. You know, that's the thing. If he wins the Champions League trophy, I think we can let him go. I, I seriously mean that. Uh, you know, this year or next, I can't see it happening this year. But if he wins a Champions League trophy next year, I, 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 I'd, I'd let him go. He'd, be, he'd, 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 he'd be, he'd be a legend. Let him go anywhere else and, uh, and move on. You know, go, go younger. Right. Um, there was so a comment. Last, uh, last comment yes. you wanted to get so, to. Yeah. Last uh, comment, and I guess it's just more than anything to kind of spur one last discussion before we close this out. It's from Domenico, Domenico JJ. He says, "I just want a real coach." Like I was adamant that I wanted a Legri out. I hated him at the end, but I'll guarantee there's zero chance we lose that game 2-0 yesterday with Max and Legri. Opinions. Yeah, I miss Max. Sam. I miss Max. I miss Max. Yeah, I miss him. I don't think we ever should have let him walk, and uh, that's my opinion. Yeah, I was. Max. I mean, I I loved Allegri. I I was one of those people who, when we signed, when we brought him in, I was like, "What are we doing? I hope it works out." But I'm so this isn't gonna. I was oh, so me too, totally but... not on board with it. And then he he made me eat my words. He looked at me. He, he got the team clicking. We went to Champions League final. We kept winning. So. I loved Max. He he was great. I thought the Allegri out crowd was a little ridiculous. I thought it was unwarranted. I thought I also, but I do think that there was concrete chances of getting Zidane early on before he got the the offer from Madrid to come back. And I think that was what Juve wanted. So there was all this push to get Allegri out. And it was also pep talk. It was also and pep then talk. that was the big I think thing. if Man City had lost that year to Liverpool, if Liverpool had won the, the league, Man City would have crashed out of Champions League and not won the league. I think Pep would have walked then. But, but would that have been better? It would have no, been riskier. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not saying that it would have been. It would have been guaranteed been more because Pep because Pep demands Pep demands mm. investment and Max was demanding investment and mm. that was exact. That was specific. Max that was precisely what we did not investment. Let me well, let's clarify. He demanded a refresh of the roster, and he was not wrong. If there's one thing I was, he was saying, right. Yeah. And long time listeners know that I, you know, I really like the Legri because he was a pragmatist. I'm my character myself. I'm a pragmatist, but I also liked his, his um, banter and his approach with the players and with the club and with the fans. To me, he embodied that last prototype of, long-term coaches like your 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 club manager your Arsene Wenger your Alex Ferguson like those type of like the Jared Hulliers that like stood like those English type of like premiership coaches that you can keep for 15 years because they have enough under their belt to take the best players that your management can, that your club can get and then try to put out as much as possible um, to me, they should have, they should have, they should have done a refresh. And bro, he's honestly. still on the market. He's still on the market. Imagine that. Point, he's still available. It's insane. Two years crazy. later, yes. I can't believe no one's taking. Yes. Or, or maybe he's been. I know. He's offers. been so, so. He's been so selective. You know, yeah. good for him. And he's I, been selective <laughs> about what. To, what and is and I wonder if, if, if he's just because he's also a guy that just he's he he he's got a joie de vivre. Like I don't know if you guys heard stories about him, but he like. He he ran away from the altar at the day of his wedding, his first Get wedding. The fuck out of here! No, no way, really. You guys don't know about it. Yeah, incredible. He he his his uh, bride to be was at the church. There's everybody there, and he disappeared for like twenty four hours. And then when they found him, there he was like, "Yeah, man, I really didn't feel." He was on a he was on a he was on a heater. So, so I'm. Did he out. wind up marrying her? Did he want? I know he has. No, a, he's, he's like, like, I'm out. 
That was, I, it's wow. very hard for a relationship to come back from that. I can't believe that. So, yeah. Now. And, and that then, because yeah, no, it's a, it's a, he's a funny guy and he's got like a ton of personality and I think he's, he's a sharp dude. I'm wondering, wondering if <laughs> deep down, he's just waiting for you to give him a call back. Well, who knows? You know, if he's a genius and he, and he had the foresight to, and he had the foresight to know that this might happen. Not that it would definitely it would happen, but if he, had, think, if he had, if he had the foresight to think that this could maybe happen, then I think he, He's played his cards right because if we do come back knocking, yes. I mean, we can never deny it's, him anything he asks for ever again. I, I he'll just say he'll just say he, he I, just I, say hey, 2019, 2019. All he has to do is say 2019. It would be I was right. You it were would wrong. be as disruptive as a return as one could have, right? So you 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 think crashing out um, this season would be disruptive, which it will be. I think um, hiring Allegri would probably be similarly disruptive because you're saying that. Nedved and Paratici were wrong and but the thing is we know Allegri is a business person he'll still work with them no no harm no foul yeah. nothing personal I'm happy but, to admit um, that Paratici is wrong you know yeah, but then you have Agnelli Agnelli and, and then all of a sudden you burnt two and a half three years right you know there's as 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 um, shareholders, shareholders will start asking questions John Alka will ask questions, right? And then why he'll be like, why the hell did you kick him out? You kicked him out. You knew that continuity is an issue, right? So oh. what? You know? <sighs> anyway, so, 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 so if Paratici is out, then Paratici is out. It would break my heart to see Nedved go. No. But, you know, you, 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 you make your bed, man. You know, so I really didn't expect yeah, us to go. Yeah, sorry. No, go on. Go on. No, yeah. I, I, so that's kind of where I am with like this. I mean, I think we all, we all agree there's, you know, again, another case of hindsight is 2020. I think maybe this is one example where, uh, you know, democratizing the voice of fans as much as we, you know, are participant in it. We have a podcast with fans. We engage with other fans. I think this is where, you know, maybe that voice should have not been listened to. Maybe that voice should not have been as loud because tangibly, I don't see why, you know, again, a lot of people had as much vitriol at the end with for Allegri, some some guy that won almost as much as uh, almost everything as anyone, yeah, and, as anyone, and he's literally the guy, right? There's one thing I will I will always I will never forget in one of his press conferences towards the end where everybody was still giving him flack on and the media, Twitter, and everybody. He's like, before I showed up. Juventus would piss their pants when they had to go play Copenhagen. And I'll never forget because right. I watched that game against Copenhagen and we literally played like a scared team. And this is Master Conte that whooped their ass on Sunday, right? For all the great that he's done, he's a poor coach in Europe. It's so weird too. Coach. I don't understand how you could be a good league coach and, and just continental football, so, knockout football. I don't know. But so for yeah, as, it's undeniable. Exactly. So, so for as much as we want to beat Allegri over the head for Cardiff, and I still I have no idea what happened in the locker room during that game. For as much as we want to beat him over the head for Cardiff and for the game at Bayern and stuff like that, like wow. without him, there is there is no 
Juventus in Champions League. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, so. So, so, so look, we agree. I, I got to say, I didn't think that this pod would go um, to, to, to that, that sort of, that sort of, that sort of level today. I, I really didn't think we'd be laughing about anything, let alone a story of that magnitude. That is incredible, though. Just uh, leaving the, the whole deal, of leaving his wife at the altar. I'm sold. I like him even more now, just for just for being a wild card, just for being a wild card, <laughs> yeah, just for being wildly yeah, actually, entertaining. So. Let me see if I can find it while you guys close this out. So uh, uh, while you do that, I think that's a good place. Look, it's a good place to wrap. I think I think maybe a little bit of a positive note. Yeah, everyone's upset. Hopefully, you know, this could have acted like like some kind of some kind of catharsis for you. Um, and hopefully, we could steamroll those Napoletani on on uh, on Wednesday, my guys. And um, you know, but let's let, let's keep the faith. Let, let's let's remember that there's still a lot to play for. Um, and let's just reserve judgment for the games that are to come. That's it, you know. Let's let's not let's not jump to any foregone conclusions yet. Let's remember what let's let's remember what we've seen, right? Let's 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 allow our observations to dictate what it is we think so far. But let's not okay. too, let's let's not get too convoluted in them. Um, so, so that's my word. Story. That's my word of advice. That's my word of advice for the listeners. So Giovanni, take us take us into the uh, take us into okay. the uh, outro here. So I was able to find it. So I I, I didn't like we're closing this out. So you guys can you know can dig into this a little bit more if you guys are curious. But in apparently in '92 he was supposed to like get married to his longtime girlfriend and literally a couple of days before the wedding, he was out of the club and he met what now we would call a thirst trap. And he, <laughs> you know, he decided to call it off um, just the day of the wedding. It's what you said. So it's, it it's, as, it's as crazy as you said. That's great. It I'm happy you fact check yeah. that. <laughs> great. great. So, man, so, so, bananas. so let, let's, uh, it t- tell you what, if we ever get if we ever get media accreditation and he does uh, and we do wind up in a press conference with him or something or we do ever wind if he does wind up like reappointed or some shit and we we ever have a chance to, to ask him a question, I think that'd be a great question to ask him. That would definitely be one to stand out um, in a way that doesn't insult him, <laughs> in a way that he doesn't take the wrong way somehow. He laughs about it. He's not. He's yeah. Fantastic. He's he's, he's, he's yeah. He he's got a good sense of humor, and I think he. I honestly, I I'm very shocked. That I'm, I'm very shocked that in England they've not called him. Because I think he's 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 the type of pragmatist that normally does well in in, in England. But again, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right that he's waiting is, for us game, to call him back. That's that's all it is. His game is a little dry by today's standards. And you know what? I, I think everyone is okay with that the, now. Everyone thought that, but everyone is okay with it now, <laughs> yeah, right? Everyone's exactly. okay with everyone's sure shit okay with it now. We 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 have a oh, no, so, that's what I was talking about before. So, I I favor the pragmatist. Listen, he's less pragmatic than Antonio Conte. I mean, so I think he's more funny, effective than God. Antonio. He's more effective than Antonio Conte, but he's less of a boring pragmatist than Antonio Conte or Jose Mourinho. He's not fucking terribly boring to watch all the time. Before I drop no, another F-bomb, I, mean, I think we need to... I think we need to... I think much, I need, to, how, I need, to, how, I need yeah. to shut myself up here, and I think we should wrap this. Let's wrap this up. Before I swear winning. again. You've broken a record for most winning. winning. <laughs> this is normal. This is normal. It's less than usual, but it was I was brought to my attention. Farhad, little, 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 little behind the scenes. Last week, Farhad says, it was good, just less swearing. Now, every time I swear, Giovanni's going nuts, kind of on screen <laughs> saying, no. So, so I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know who's offended by, by, no, by me swearing. The passion. But... Right? How are you, you going to not swear when you're passionate about it? Fucking right? hell. All right. Uh, uh, at UV Podcast on Twitter, at Turin Giants on all platforms. Check us out. I am at Cultural Podcast, at Matt Coco with two Cs, and at Joe Turin Giants. 
follow us all get at us um farhad sends you his love farhad is uh farhad was very adamant that we do this podcast today to 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 again kind of be that catharsis for you all i hope uh hope it was very effective and um yeah man thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in to this 150th episode of the turin giants podcast uh let's again keep our heads up focus on what's to come enjoy the napoli match in the supercoppa in midweek and we'll catch you soon till then fino alla fine forza juve Thank you.